0: If we're Filipino, what's mine is yours. My door is always open to you. My refrigerator is always open to you. If there's even a sliver of a piece of wood available (laughs) on my floor, you can latag (laughs) and sleep there. I think that Filipinos, we tend to wanna be perfect Perfect. and safe and research and do things. Just go out and do it. If given an opportunity, say yes, and then figure out how it's gonna happen later.
1: Welcome to the Filipina on the Rise podcast, where I spotlight Filipina powerhouses, meaning Filipino women doing big things and making an impact. I want to highlight Filipino culture and modern day successes and celebrate what it means to be a Filipina. Today we're talking to Javelle Lomano, a defense attorney in the Bay Area, rated number 1 criminal defense attorney in Oakland on Yelp. She runs her own all-women law practice, Lomano Law Office, one of the top-rated DUI defense firms in the Bay Area. Javell received the Super Lawyer Rising Star Award in 2017 and 2018 and ranks in the top 2% of over 65,000 attorneys here. I first wanna say thank you so much, Javel, for letting me bring you on as my first guest. I'm definitely honored you like embody a powerhouse Filipino. And I seriously can't wait for everyone to hear what you have to say. Just so you know, Javel is holding her dog right now, swaddled in a blanket. <laughs> um, yeah. So for my first question,
0: Javel, in your own words, who is Javel Lomano and what do you do? Sure, um, by profession, I'm a criminal defense lawyer. I run an all-woman law firm based out of Oakland, California. Outside of that, I am a Filipina-American, I am single, I have no kids, and as you mentioned earlier, I have a small Boston Terrier Yay. swaddled right <laughs> now because uh, she is my baby and has so a cute. medical condition. Thank you for, for allowing me to have her here during this interview. Of course. So I would really love to learn more about your
1: upbringing. So tell us about your upbringing and kind of the journey and how you got to where you are now.
0: Well, I was born in the Philippines, um, in a place called Batangas in a small province named Lian. And, uh, I was born to, uh, a father who joined the military and he joined the Navy. And, uh, my mother was a small town province girl who married my father and, um, Because of my father's uh, involvement in the military, we were able to come to the United States. And I was three years old. I came with my brother, who was two. Um, We later had a sister that was born in the United States. Um, We struggled with a lot of the things that most Filipino Americans struggle with, citizenship, Mm -hmm. um, just getting acclimated to American society, Uh, We moved into a uh, neighborhood called Hancock Park in Los Angeles, and we had a large house with about six or seven families and about sharing about, I believe, four to five bedrooms, and each family had one bedroom. Looking back, I think one of the great things about uh, Filipinos is that no matter where you go, there's always Filipinos, and Filipinos (laughs) welcoming you and helping you get settled. You know, you want to welcome your family. your family members and other Filipinos uh, into the United States. So I was raised in Los Angeles.
1: Javelle went to high school and said she almost dropped out. But at a young age, she knew that she wanted to start working. So she checked herself into continuation school as they got out earlier. She had her first job at 14 at a thrift shop in trendy Melrose, Los Angeles, and from there continued to work various customer service jobs. After graduating, she went to a private architecture school, describing why, as it frankly being the only school that would accept her not having the best grades in community college or high school. But it was during a travel abroad trip in Rome that a question would transition her into her law career.
0: I was in Rome studying architecture when a good friend of mine asked me what my plans were after um, undergrad. And that's when it hit me that I would have to be a real adult and grow up and actually um, I was no longer a student. And so with fear of that, I decided to go to grad school and law school seemed like an attractive endeavor. I was a little clueless in applying for law school, but ended up at Golden Gate University in San Francisco. And I think that was a very pivotal moment in my life. Um, I strongly believe that you're an average of the five people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And in Los Angeles, I found myself surrounded by a lot of the people, um, you know, early teen pregnancy or, you know, gang violence, drugs, um, and, you know, not the the healthiest crowd for a young person to grow up and, um, you know, learn ambition. So when I went to law school, I surrounded myself with people from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. And they were really smart and they were really ambitious and they were really determined. And I felt like an outcast. I felt different. Mm. The first year was really hard, but after some time I ended up graduating law school. And, uh, when I graduated law school, I took the bar exam. The bar exam was also a big pivotal part of my life. I think statistically only 50% of the people that take that test, which is known to be one of the hardest Exams yeah. in the United States. I believe California. it's California, right? It was a three-day exam, and uh, based on the school that you go to, the GPA that you have, your ranking in law school, you know the numbers go down. And I didn't have the best numbers to back me up. I graduated at the bottom of my class. I was waitlisted mm-hmm. for law school, so to, to statistically, I shouldn't have passed the bar, but. I kept my head down, um, I worked really hard and I focused and I passed the bar exam on the first try which was awesome. one of the most amazing feelings in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And then I found that nobody would hire me. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up starting my own practice and uh, now we are number one for criminal defense and DUI um, on, online yeah. with Google and with Yelp and with Avvo and other uh, online platforms. Just that happened. <laughs> now <we're here. laughs> and now we're <laughs> now here. And now we're here. Right. No,
1: that's that's amazing. Um and I'm sure there was there's a story behind how you were able to build your practice to the success that it is now. It seems like you have so much like confidence in who you are now and what factors shaped you. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of um knowing like who you are as a person. Um, can you look back and in moments where you know you're facing a lot of obstacles or adversities, like what pushed you through? What were your strengths or inner traits that really pushed you through?
0: Well, I think that you can't teach hungry yeah. and a lot of the a lot of the things that I was ashamed of growing up um, around specifically, um, you know I was I was ashamed to be poor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was ashamed that my uh, parents spoke the galog in the household. Yeah. And, um, you know, growing up, I also found that my parents tended to be intimidated yeah. by uh, anybody who was white or wore a suit or wore a uniform. Yeah. I think all of those um, factors, you know, and the totality of just growing up in a home where there was a lot of fear caused me to learn responsibility at a young age, to find my voice at a young age. And there was just a lot of times where I had an identity crisis and I didn't know who yeah. I was and what I stood for. But as you get in your late 30s and into, you know, emotional maturity, you start to learn what your values are and yeah. what you stand by. Um, and now I'm proud of some of the things that that I grew up with that taught me to be hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Could you describe
1: maybe what your family is like? Um, it could be your immediate family. And as you know, Filipinos actually <laughs> always means extended family.
0: <laughs> sure. Um, so my mother... Uh, She came to the United States and she didn't have any work experience. Um, Mm -hmm. She got a job at Bank of America as a teller. She also worked at a place called Pick and Save. And she worked her way up from being a certified nurse assistant to a licensed vocational nurse. To yeah. a registered nurse, and now she teaches. So I think um, she was a huge part of um, teaching me to be hungry because she continued to go yeah. to school and work hard. I'm trying to think of, of one or two people that um, stuck out to me, and yeah. I, I would definitely say the two that stuck out to me the most were two Filipino women family members. One was my grandma. My grandmother was a hard worker, and she was constantly cleaning, and she could mm-hmm. never just sit still. Um, And I think that she taught me the importance of uh, family Mm -hmm. um, because that was number one, Mm -hmm. her number one priority. Um, The other was my aunt. um, And you would go to my aunt's house and on her piano, you would see not Mm -hmm. just picture frames of her kids, but of all of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, that also uh, instilled a lot of uh, the importance of family at a young age. How
1: has being Filipino shaped who you are now and where you are now in life?
0: It's funny that you, that you asked that question yeah. because I've been thinking about a lot of that lately and how growing up Filipino um, in America has shaped who I am as a woman.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think it's important to talk about gender roles. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think that growing up in a household where there were a lot of male figures for me, I had a, most of my cousins that I looked up to were men okay and um in our household the males made the decisions and uh you know even though women women you know ran a lot of things um there was a lot of uh respect for elders respect for your husband a (laughs) lot of there was just always a lot of respect so if you had an older family member who was wrong because they were older they were right right exactly um so I think it's important to talk about gender roles because I grew up struggling um with not being feminine enough Mm. um with having an opinion and in some ways that was bad and disrespectful. Yeah. Um, and also I, I was jealous that a lot of the things that the guys could do, the woman couldn't. Like what? Um, well, for one, um, I remember growing up and my father being upset if um, somebody I was dating wasn't driving and they were Mm -hmm. in the passenger seat of my car. I felt my father really felt like a guy should be behind the wheel driving and in control. (laughs) And, uh, I don't believe in that. Um, I think that you know a woman is just as capable to do many things mm-hmm. that a man can do, including driving yes. a, a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the the idea of a man being the uh, one responsible for bringing in the income,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and a woman being responsible for raising children. I think that women can do both. I think that mm-hmm. men can do both. So uh, I'm not in alignment with a lot of the traditional aspects of uh, Filipino culture and what's expend- expected of women and men traditionally. Mm.
1: Well, just to go off of that, um, when do you feel like uh, a Filipino cultural trait that shaped you has has really played into um, your career, or when you were out meeting with you know your clients? I, I see so much um, in your background, kind of, of how unique, like you know you are. Like you take such a holistic approach to criminal defense. So um, you try to highlight good traits in people who find themselves in bad situations. You've always represented low age and immigrant workers where in your career do you feel like it was really attributed to um somewhere within filipino
0: culture Mm -hmm. it's funny um that you asked that question as well because i um i was talking to a girlfriend who's filipino and she came here in her um late 20s yeah and she was talking about how she worked in, an, in a place where uh, her coworkers were all Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about taking a uh, road trip to Los Angeles from the Bay Area. And part of the conversation was the housing that they were mm-hmm. going to have during the travels. And yeah, they yeah. really wanted to make sure that everybody, you know, had their own separate rooms. Um, sure. And it was it was weird to her because she was used to sh- to sharing everything, as yeah, being yeah. Filipino. <laughs> so the place that she valet parked her car, mm-hmm. uh, the people that were working the garage were Filipino. Okay. And they said to her... Oh, you're going to Los Angeles? Well, we're going to go to Los Angeles where you can ride with us. You can stay with us. And she reflected on how different in Mm -hmm. that if we're Filipino, what's mine is yours. My door is always open to you. My refrigerator is always open to you. If there's a place, if there's even a sliver of a, you know, um, piece of wood available <laughs> on my floor you can lap and sleep there you know yes. um we're very generous and yes, giving so um and so i think that you know to be very straightforward in the criminal defense world mm-hmm. most of my competitors are older white men mm. and being a filipino woman in a white man's playing field um taking a more holistic approach has been a unique selling point of our law firm. Right. Um, specifically because when people come into our office, we're not just looking at their legal problems, we're looking at all of their problems. Right. Are you hungry? Did you eat? Do you have problems yes. putting food <laughs> on the table for you and your children? Yeah. How's employment? How's everything else happening in your life? What can we do to help you as if you were you know, a yeah. cousin or a kuya or right. an uh-huh. Um So I think that I mean, realistically yeah. speaking, most most Filipino people are God-fearing right. um, religious people. Mm-hmm. And I believe strongly in God, but I also believe that the uh, the values that come with catholicism and christianity is you know doing good for others mm. and having integrity yeah. and i think that has helped us tremendously in the growth of our law firm yeah. as we continue to expand i mean just doing the right thing when no yeah. one's watching is important
1: yeah well i was about to ask you know looking at your law firm and the culture and you know the relationships built within that do you feel like there's any practices that are borrowed from kind of you know the filipino family mm-hmm. culture and
0: yeah absolutely so, um, at our law firm, we have three values: um, integrity, efficiency, and compassion. Mm. And the integrity we've already touched on because we know that Filipinos like to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, the compassion is definitely something that came from Filipino attributes. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that Filipinos are some of the most emotionally intelligent, yes, empathetic, and so compassionate true. people in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, When you travel, you can go anywhere in Asia, but Filipinos tend to be the most warm, welcoming uh, country. (laughs) So definitely integrity, definitely compassion. You know, I have to say that efficiency is something different that Mm. I I wouldn't say came from a Filipino attribute, Mm. mostly because growing up, I was taught that it was important to get a job with the government, that it was important mm-hmm. to get a job with an employer, that it was yeah. important to work hard and not question authority. Right, right. Um so I think as far as being efficient is concerned, I don't believe yeah. that I don't believe in working hard, I believe in working smart. Okay. Yeah. I think working smart is being efficient and I think that A lot of Filipinos like to play it safe. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we really wanted to reach our highest potential as Filipino Americans, Mm -hmm. I think that means taking calculated risks, Mm -hmm. despite what we grew up learning in Filipino households, which is just to um, very oftentimes submit. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, and I think that goes into my next question, where um, I think that Filipinos tend to have this traditional as you know, career trajectory where <laughs> our parents want us to go into something stable, which is like tends to be medicine, um, you know, nursing and anything healthcare related. Um, and I think that falls into exactly what mm-hmm. you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what really pushed you to go off road maybe and start, you know, take a risk and start your own practice? Really?
0: Okay. Um, well, before before I go into what made me go a different path from the traditional path of medicine. I want to recognize there's a lot of admiration in what they do. Um, I think if all Filipinos went on strike, then essentially mail wouldn't be delivered. The airport (laughs) wouldn't run. um, Hospitals would shut down and anything where you had service would probably go haywire. So I think that that there's a lot of pride to be had in some of the uh, career paths that Filipinos take. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, um, you know, the fact of the matter is ignorance is what got me to my career path. <laughs> yeah. Ignorance, blind ignorance. Um, you know, like I said, yeah. I was studying in Italy and I was scared. And so I went wow. to law school. But it was at law school that I learned to think differently. Mm. Um and not necessarily submit, but to question authority, mm-hmm. to use logic rather than fear and emotion. Mm. And then when I started my practice, rather than try to perfect my craft as a lawyer, I also tried to increase my knowledge about being an entrepreneur, about mm. being a business owner. Mm-hmm. And I think that anything that we want to do in life is yeah. always going to be easier when you have people who have done it before teaching you.
1: Yeah,
0: that's um, true. And so... As far as what caused me to go a different path, it was out of mostly desperation. When I graduated law school, I thought about the immense amount of student loans that I was going to owe, <laughs> and I thought I got to hustle yeah and i, I, I you wouldn 't even you couldn 't even believe some of the things that I did to hustle. I mean one of those things was I remember um, uh, not having any money in my account and uh, somebody telling me about a criminal trial lawyers association luncheon. And how I should go so that I could network with other attorneys. The luncheon was $50. I had like $30 in my account. Um, I was a broke just out out of law Law school school. student. Um, And I remember borrowing the $50, going to that event, meeting other attorneys, being asked for a business card and not having one. (laughs) Um, But. Through that networking event, I met one attorney mm. who let me do contract work, who introduced me to another attorney who let mm. me do contract work. And before you knew it, I was doing a lot of contract work for other attorneys. Yeah. Mind you, all of these attorneys that I was working for, Crystal, they were all white mm. men. And I found a trend. And the trend that I found was that there's a lot of good legal work being done out there. It's just not being communicated. Mm. The number one complaint about attorneys is that they don't communicate uh, what's happening in a client's case, and so I decided to take that and say, "Well, what are Filipinos really good at? Yeah, communicating I mean, yeah, so why don't we why don't I start a law firm where we pride ourselves in over communication yeah. awesome. um, and so that set the foundations for starting our law firm um, and mm-hmm. yeah I'm really excited because we just hired another attorney today nice. and hired another attorney a month ago, so we're definitely oh my growing gosh.
1: congratulations that's really exciting thanks um so just going off of that, it seems like you were taking the next best step, right? So what advice would you give to a Philippine-American who um, is really wanting to go onto her own path, maybe onto entrepreneurship, maybe into the arts, maybe into film, something you know, diverging off of the traditional path um, that her family might you know, want for her? You know, what kind of key advice would you give to that person?
0: I think one of the best pieces of advice that was given to me by a mentor uh, early in my career was to explore different types of jobs Mm -hmm. to find out what you don't like. in order to help you identify what you do like, I think very often, um, you know, it, it's it's a unfortunate situation when you first get out of high school and join college, and they ask you what your major is. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're so young, and they're yeah. like, "So, what do you want to do with your life?" Yeah, it's like, "What's going to be your major?" And people stick to that major because they think they've yeah. already invested the yeah, time in it. Exactly. Um, I don't think that people should. Well, let me rephrase that and, and give it and, and let me use the gestalt method, which is, you know, telling you my experience rather than giving advice. <laughs> In my experience, it's best to explore
1: yeah.
0: um, what options and different opportunities are out there for you, for you to identify what your strengths are rather than our weaknesses. Yeah. I think as Filipino Americans, we tend to be very hard on ourselves. Right,
1: right. Like I mean, it has to be linear. right.
0: And I don't think that we should focus on our weaknesses and what needs to be, um, you know, what what needs to be trained to be better, corrected, right. Find out what your strengths are. I mean, there are some people that are just more artistic than others. I I think that people should (laughs) explore what, they like to do and really identify what their strengths are because it would be unfortunate for for example a filipino american who was really good at providing um you know compassion and empathy to work in a library putting books away and not having interaction with people Mm -hmm. i think that's why a lot of filipinos are good at nursing we know Mm -hmm. how to tell people that you're cared for even if you don't have family out there so um I want to be clear that the best advice that I can give to anybody who wants to... you know, explore different types of uh, jobs is yeah. to just go out there and take a risk. I right. think that Filipinos we tend to want to be perfect, perfect. and exactly. safe and research and do things. Right. Just go out and do it. If given an opportunity, say yes, and then figure out how it's going to happen later. Right, right. If you're given a job opportunity in another state, just say yes. Right. right. You'll figure out how to get there. Yeah. You'll figure out how to get absolutely. You know, housing. Yeah.
1: Because I think there's this fear that oh, what if it's a wasted time of my life and wasted experience when we're all about like really using. Our resources optimally, <laughs> right? And like not wasting any team, in, in, including time. Um, but there's always like, a strength finding experience from that.
0: I'm glad also. that you bring that up because yeah. I think as as Filipinos we can be very proud, yes. but we can mm-hmm. also um, be very humble. I think ego is the enemy, mm-hmm. and I think that when we ask ourselves why we don't want to do something and it falls back to our ego,
1: yeah,
0: uh, we have to ask ourselves whether that's getting in the way of a learning experience. Wow. you know I, what fun. I wanna what I wanna say is that I think all Filipino women should use their voice to yeah. say what they really think and feel. Um, you know, in order to learn mm-hmm. because it's only when you uh, fall or make mistakes that you really learn, you know, what you could have done differently. Right. And the only thing that's preventing you from doing that is your ego and making yeah. a mistake. Right. Yeah. I mean, name one person who never made a mistake. That's great. Right. I can not I can't think of anybody. <laughs> that's so true. Um, what is special about the Filipina? American? <laughs> well, aside from the fact that we win every beauty pageant <laughs> in the world, uh, <laughs> let's see, just kidding. Um, <laughs> What's special about Sorry. the Filipina American? That's a tough question yeah. <laughs> because that's a tough question because there's so many things that are special about Filipina yeah. American. Um, I think the, the most important things in, um, what I've observed is resilience. Yes. Um, I think tenacity, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and humor. Yes. um, I think that some of the times that I've laughed the hardest where my stomach hurt was with other Filipinos Filipinos, because (laughs) uh, Filipinos are so raw. Yeah. And I love that. The realness, um, especially when it's in our native tongue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so um,
0: the resilience, I think that whenever you see a natural disaster happen in our country or whenever you see, um, you know, tragedy or trauma happen in our household, um, we always get up. Yeah we just always get back up and we're able to make fun of ourselves and laugh so about true. it. Um, so resilience and humor is definitely two traits that I love about yeah. Filipino Americans on top of the fact that we win every beauty pageant yeah. ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hair flip. No, I think that's like the combination of the two also,
0: mm-hmm. of just resilience plus humor. You know what? I have to say one more thing about Filipino Americans mm-hmm. that I think is important. Um, the, the value of family. Mm-hmm. i i I actually take back that resilience and humor is the first part i want to i want to replace that with family as Mm -hmm. being number one um specifically because growing up and the things that we see is what molds us into the people that we are yeah yeah and having an abundance of family and learning the importance of family is something that we carry with us um and I cannot think of one Filipino mm-hmm. that doesn't embrace yeah, family. Exactly. And so even true. if they hate their family, they okay. will still have yes. their families back. Exactly, um, And I think that's important to note yeah. and something that I definitely am proud of yeah. as far as being and Filipino. we
1: carry that in our relationships with, other people too mm-hmm. not just filipinos that mm-hmm. so we extend that kind of family relationship it's, look at all look at yeah. all of the
0: advertisements in the yeah. philippines for anything <laughs> it's always surrounded around the yeah. the value of families <laughs> well, right
1: just, it's like um, it's normal to call folks kuya and ate who aren't mm-hmm. in your family because mm-hmm. you're just acknowledging it as, as a brother and sister
0: on the flip side yeah. you know on um as as we talk on the flip yeah, side <laughs> but a bum 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 <laughs> Um, On the flip side, you know, I currently am living alone right now. And I think that some family members uh, feel sorry for me because Mm -hmm. I'm living alone. (laughs) Because it's not uh, with a bunch of family members you know, where everything is super happy and loud. Um, I also think it's important to note that while family is important, I think really understanding yourself Mm -hmm. requires a lot of solace and um, reflection. Mm -hmm. I know that you've traveled a lot which a lot of people are scared to do because they, you know, are afraid to travel alone, I... I encourage every Filipino American to, to travel, travel alone. alone. Mm-hmm. And you
1: just did that too. I did. To the and, Grand
0: Canyons. Oh, it was the best <laughs> experience ever. And I didn't hear about this. yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to my friends. Who, imagine. who encouraged me to do that. Oh, so I'm lucky to have uh, I'm just picturing you with a big backpack by yourself <laughs> like in
1: the canyons. Oh my goodness. There's so much, so much good stuff here. I feel like I could talk to you forever. I'm gonna close with two really great questions. <laughs>
0: well all your questions have been great yes
1: yeah that's true um, what is your favorite
0: Filipino dish <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be chicken adobo or, cal- or uh, um, uh yeah. with, ri- with white rice not brown rice not, brown rice. <laughs> not a salad no. <laughs> I want some steaming hot white, white rice, rice. Yeah. with some marinated oh. meat and some sabaw yeah. poured oh, over gosh. that white rice mm-hmm, um, maybe a little bit of suka yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I love it. And people say that adobo is like the most basic, like American, mm-hmm. mainstream Filipino mm-hmm. dish, but it's, it's really the best one. So, um, What is your favorite Filipino word and why?
0: I can tell you what my favorite Filipino word of today is. Okay. Not in life. Mm-hmm. Today, my favorite Filipino word is maldita,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which um, some can interpret to be bitch. <laughs> I think that the word itself has been used in different contexts. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if you're a woman in the workplace and you are aggressive or assertive um, and certain about what you feel, want, um, or do, Mm -hmm. you're considered a bitch. Yeah. But if you use it in a slang kind of context... When you see a woman walking down the street with her head up high mm-hmm. and she has uh, the background to, to walk with her head up high, whether okay. it means having a family that supports her and really knowing who she is within herself, that's a bad bitch. Yes. And so I think bad bitch could be used in a bad term. But at the same time, being bad can be good mm-hmm. as long as you can back it up. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Snap, 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 Maldita. snap. <laughs> hashtag.
1: We should start a hashtag with that. That's about it for my questions, oh my goodness. I can literally keep asking you so many questions and there's so much wisdom in everything you said. Um, And I think it's really gonna speak to so many Um, young Filipinas your whole life you've dedicated it to serving other people marginalized communities um, underrepresented communities and I just want to say thank you so much for your time and just who you are and your willingness to put yourself out here and um like you said
0: give voice and and speak out thank you thank you I still have a lot to learn and I'm great and I'm grateful for the opportunity thank you okay okay bye. bye let's
1: get food now Thank you so much for listening. Would love if you can subscribe and or leave a review. And I can't wait to see you next time for the next Filipina on the Rise.